Orgasmic, you are joined by your host Emily Duncan, and today I want to talk about libidos and more specifically when you have a different libido to your partner. Now, you might know libido as somebody's sex drive, but basically, a libido is somebody's overall sexual desire for sex. Now, this can be affected by various different factors such as neurotransmitters, so like your biological makeup, the environment, so certain stimuli in the environment might turn you on or off, and how you respond to sex. So this could be either through spontaneous or responsive desire, which I'll talk a bit more about later in the episode. Now when it comes to sexual partners, we often have different libidos. It's not very often that we will have the exact same libido and want to always have sex at the exact same times and it often changes and fluctuates throughout a relationship. It's something that when our life changes or just certain things happen as we age, our libidos change and therefore we might get discrepancies and I guess a mismatch in having a different libido to your partner. Now, I do want to say it is so normal. Like, it is so normal to have a different libido to your partner. It's not very often at all. It's probably at the start of a relationship that it might appear more matched. But once that kind of, like, honeymoon period's over, I think that's when more of this mismatched libido comes out. Now, this might not be a problem. For some people, you might have different libidos and it does not affect your relationship at all. You can, you know, survive perfectly fine. For other people, it becomes an issue for them. It affects their relationship negatively. It might affect their own self-esteem negatively. And this is when you need to sit down with your partner or with a professional and discuss how this is affecting your relationship in ways that you may be able to either minimize the discrepancy between your libidos or find like little solutions or find certain things that will help you compromise, come to the middle and be able to still satisfy each other and be able to have an intimate relationship that isn't being negatively impacted by the fact that you have two different sex drives. So if this is an issue for you, I think the first thing that I would want you to sit down and do is to recognize if this has always been an issue, like have you always had different libidos? Was it always an issue or is it an issue now and why has it now become an issue? Or has this only recently happened? If it's recent, then has there been a life change? Like having a baby, a new job, any stressful life events. Is it you who has lost your desire or is it your partner who's lost desire? Or has somebody had an increase in desire And yours has stayed the same. If you lost desire, can you pinpoint why? Are you feeling maybe insecure about your body? Or has your partner done something that's 
annoyed you and it's consistently annoying you? Has your partner just become less desirable to you? Why? Is there a way that you can navigate that? Or is this just your relationship not fulfilling what you need anymore? Have you lost your sex drive in general or have you just lost the desire to have sex with your partner? And I think that's also an important question because if it's sex in general, maybe it's like, oh, I'm so stressed. I have all these things going on. There's a life change or physically maybe something's changed. There might be, you know, like a medical condition, something going on. Or if it's your partner, well, then is there something specific that they can, that you can, I guess, change in your relationship or try and work through with them to try and reignite that spark. I do also just want to discuss that we often jump to this idea that it's the person with the lower libido that is the problem. Like they're the one that needs to increase their sex drive to match the other partner. And this may not be correct. It may be that actually the person with the higher sex drive needs to maybe find a way to release some of their sexual energy and meet you halfway because a higher sex drive isn't necessarily a healthier sex drive as well. There might be more issues going on but I just kind of want to preface that because I think it's quite often that we put blame on the one with the with the lower sex drive because I think we do live in a society where everything's quite sexualized. It should be like, you know, we're all like sex, sex, sex. So... Yeah, that might not be that one or the other is necessarily the problem. It could also be that you just, there needs to be a little bit of a, a, a compromise to try and resolve this mismatched libido. I think when it comes to mismatched libidos, it's really important for both partners to try and understand how the other partner responds to sex, how often they want to have sex what their sexual desires are and other ways that they might want to express intimacy. I think understanding whether your partner has a spontaneous or a responsive designer desire may be beneficial in trying to connect sexually. So what are these two different types of desires? Spontaneous desire is when somebody is easily aroused. They may think about sex a lot and it doesn't take much for them to be turned on. They're kind of that person that's just sitting down and then they're like, oh, I'm horny. Let's have sex. Now, in Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are, she states that about 70% of men have this type of desire, whereas only about 10 to 20% of women do. So that is a quite a big discrepancy there. So if... 80 to 90% of women are having this responsive desire and it's pretty important to know what it is and how to ignite it. So somebody with responsive desire needs to be stimulated in the right way to be turned on. They need stimuli to get them going. They can't just have the thought pop in their head and they're good to go. Now it could be to the extent that they need all these things lined up perfectly to be able to have it happen or it might just be a few things like I want you to start kissing me and caress my body like this and then I'm good to go. But for some people, it might be like, okay, they need to not feel stressed at all or tired. Uh, They need their partner to cook them dinner because that's one less stress and they can start to unwind and relax. 
and then they need their partner to slowly and sensually turn them on using parts of their body that turn them on most and then they're turned on and they've got the desire they're aroused and they're ready to have sex so it's really important to understand how your partner likes to be aroused and receive pleasure because if you were trying to just jump straight into penetration and that is something that they just it does not turn them on they don't want to have sex when it you know is approached in that way then they're going to turn around and say no and that if that's the same way you're always approaching sex then you might be met with a lot of no's and then you may feel this oh we just we don't have the same sex drive whereas you might be able to ignite it in them and have sex more often it's just how are you approaching it and are you approaching it in the best way possible to turn your partner on I think it's also really important that you sit down with your partner and actually discuss the fact that you have different libidos and even if at first you can't understand your partner's experience because they just it might just be so different to how you get turned on or how you have sex and how your libido works that you just can't comprehend it just sit and just try and show empathy listen validate their experience let them speak hear what they have to say and allow an open and honest conversation to take place now I think it's really important to try and understand your partner and how they feel about sex so put yourself in their shoes imagine okay what would it be like to be the one who always has to initiate sex and what would that feel like to be often told no to having sex after a while would you feel rejected how would it make you feel knowing that your partner may is saying no often would they then maybe retreat and therefore not initiate sex as much are they going to feel insecure themselves like just trying to get I guess into their their shoes a bit more and the other way how does it feel to always be the one having to say no and what if that person who is initiating sex and you've told them no is still pushing to try and have sex would you feel like you're not being heard would you feel like you're being pressured into sex like just trying to understand where both partners are coming from and what their experience would be like so once you've had these conversations with your partner and you can kind of understand their libido a little bit more if you're wanting to try and increase the sex in your relationship it might be a good idea to schedule sex now this might sound super unsexy like it would almost be like a chore or take the excitement out of it but you can create an environment that adds suspense and anticipation and excitement for instance say you know you're gonna have a date night and you plan to take the time to have sex on that date night send sexy texts throughout the day leading up to it wear something sexy set the mood with candles or an environment that just feels sexy and you know if you really think about it If, say, early on in your relationship, every Friday night was your date night, although you're not explicitly saying we're going to have sex that night, more often than not, you're probably having sex on your date nights. You might not be intentionally planning on it, but you kind of just, 
I guess you maybe expect that that's going to happen or that, that something's going to come with the date. So you're kind of almost scheduling sex already. But now that you have this intention, you are, you know, you're taking the time to be like, we are going to have sex. Because you've set the time, I imagine you've got quite some time on your hand to actually have sex. So utilize that to explore each other's body, to have fun and have sex in maybe a way you haven't had it before. Just be curious and be playful. And because often, you know, you might have, say somebody who's having sex five times a week, but it's you know, just a quickie in the morning or something. So it isn't necessarily taking the time to explore each other's body. It's more just like getting each other off and it's, you know, quite, I guess, scripted and it's the same thing. But when you've taken this time, utilise it to have some fun and exciting sex. Now, another option is to maybe find other ways to express your intimacy and sexuality. Now, say you're the person with the highest sex drive. Could you masturbate more? Would that relieve some of this sexual tension and then you're not necessarily seeking your partner for it? Or do you actually want to have sex for the intimacy? Well, if it's for the intimacy, is there other ways you can be intimate with your partner? Say, like, having a sensual shower together, massages maybe because for some people they still want to experience pleasure but they just don't want to have penetrative sex or whatever sex looks like to them so maybe masturbating but together like there's just different ways having different types of sex oral sex using toys like is there different ways that you can express intimacy that is still going to be satisfying for you and your relationship Another thing is, say you're the person with the lower libido. If you know that if you go to work, you're going to be super stressed by the time you come home, tired, and you're just not going to want to have sex. And when your partner approaches it, you just don't want to ever. Anytime after work, you're just like, no. If you know that that's something that happens for you, maybe try and have morning sex. When you wake up before the stress of the day kicks in, And, you know, you're fresh, you have that space to do it. Or say just weekdays, you just can't do. You need to focus on other things in your life. Are you able then to put more effort in on your weekends so it doesn't necessarily have as much of a significant effect throughout the week because your partner knows on weekends you're going to have the time and space to be intimate with them. So I think just being aware of what your, I guess your breaks are, the things that are going to make you not want to have sex, if you can be aware of those and then trying to navigate throughout your week how you can incorporate sex so that it avoids those breaks and you're just like, yeah, good to go, let's have sex. Now, obviously, this is just a few tips, but I think they are beneficial And if this is something that is still, you know, you've tried a few of these things or you and your partner just can't seem to understand each other, then going to seek a sexologist or counsellor psychologist to 
I guess, navigate this conversation would be very beneficial. But yeah, I just want to reiterate that it's so normal to have different libidos. It would be very rare to come across somebody who's always going to match your sexual energy. But yeah, so thank you, Shaggers, for listening to today's episode. As always, please reach out with any comments, questions, or stories either through my Instagram, That's Orgasmic, or my email, emilyduncan at that'sorgasmic.com. Please subscribe whatever platform you use to listen to this podcast and leave a review as I would love to know what you're thinking. So thank you, Shaggers, and I'll see you next time. <laughs>